There we go. And that is us live. Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you for tuning into to another MMA UK live show. My name is Lewis Smith. And uh, yeah, we appreciate the guys who's watching us and always supporting us tonight. We've got another good show. We've got two of the Mark Academy's finest, Ben Ellis and uh, Aaron Khalid. Two guys who, well, two guys who were meant to fight on Cage Warriors this week. Only one of them did, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, in between that, I've got to say a big shout out to our sponsors, Fight Fuel, who are supporting us through this podcast and uh, all the ones we do. So big shout out to those guys. But yeah, boys, big week just gone down. We had the Cage Warriors trilogy event, Thursday, Friday and Saturday, three nights worth of fights. Uh, ben, I'll come to you first. You, you were meant to fight against Kingsley Crawford. It, it was going to be a big fight. You didn't, didn't go ahead. Can, can you tell us what happened with that fight? Yeah, um, basically we were travelling up on the Tuesday and we got the call. And you know when you can just tell from someone's tone of voice something's wrong. So I just said to Leo, I was like, look, I know it's bad. How bad is it? And he just said, yeah, he's out. Um, I don't actually know the full details of it. I just know that it wasn't corona-related. Um, so yeah, I probably would actually be, be interested to find out the exact reason of why Kingsley couldn't travel up. All I know is that he didn't. He didn't go up to Manchester, so, um, so yeah, um, I had a choice literally whether to turn the car around and go home, or go up, make weight, and just hope that I'd get a fight somewhere. So obviously I travelled up anyway, made weight, but didn't get the fight. So yeah, all in all, it was pretty depressing. Yeah, pretty disappointing. And obviously, you know, you've been you're two and zero. You're a big prospect coming out of Wales. One of one of many coming out of Wales. I mean, what? What's it been like for you sort of going through all that and not getting a fight at the end? Yeah, I think being only 2-0 makes it a lot worse. I think if 5-6-7-0, you sort of dust it off and it's not so bad. But whereas, like, being only 2-0, I feel like I've had three fights cancelled this year. If you're 5-0, that's when it really starts to get serious. Like, obviously, um, Paul Hughes was 5-0 going into the trilogy. And yeah. you saw the amount of attention he got from that. So that's that's what's eating me up at the minute. But I, I know it won't take long. Um, but that's that's what's giving me um that's what's giving me a harder time than anything else, I would say. Yeah, I can imagine. And also you know, a a big disappointment for you, as you said, but on the other hand, we've got a guy to your right, Aaron Khalid, uh, massive win. Obviously you, you took on Mick Stanton and got a first run submission, a very quick one as well. Aaron, first of all, how how's it how's it been over the last couple of months and what was it like to get that big win, buddy? Um, it's been over the last couple of months during lockdown. It's been great. I've been training flat out and with the kids and work. So nothing really changed for me much apart from I got more time to train and more time with the kids, which is which didn't really get the show on the weekend. Ah, oh, oh, no, I thought Ben went then. Um, then together submission victory so quick. Yeah, it was great, but kind of disappointing. I wanted to show off my striking skills a bit, <laughs> but you know I get I'm fresh and healthy. Uh, the next one will be in November, so I'll show them off then, no doubt. Yeah, definitely. And you, you know, you finished him quick. Was that something you've been drilling for, Aaron? I know, obviously, you're known for your submissions, but it it seemed to happen so quick. I I was sort of wondering, is that something Aaron and Lou and the guys at the mat have seen with Mick, and they've been practicing that because it was just it was so slick. Or, or no. was it that happened? It was just something happened, but we knew what he did. He came off with a left left hook, right hook. And then he kind of stepped off and he shot. That 100% we knew that was going to happen. And um, when he did it, I didn't think he was going to give his, me his neck so easily. We didn't plan for anything like that. The plan was to gather the hold, get the chin strap and get back up. 
So you hear when you're in my corner screaming, use it to get up, use it to get on top, but use it for a sweep. I yeah. did position myself into a butterfly nicely to go for the sweep, but I felt I was deep on the neck already. So I was like, oh, I'm good at these. I'm going to go for it. Go for it, went for it, and it, it kind of pulled off, didn't it? Yeah, it wasn't a bad win. And obviously, you came out now. There was a, a good few pullouts on these cards. I think we had six or seven fights pull out overall. Um, obviously, in the weight class above, you had Jamie Richardson was going to be fighting Matthias Frederick for the middleweight belt. Now, Jamie's obviously a guy you've beaten in the past, like a couple of, I think, a year or so ago down in Cardiff. You got a submission over him. And he was left an opponent. And I know you were calling out for a fight with Jamie. Um, yeah. And even in, in the broadcast, as soon as you got out of the cage, Graham Boylan came on with Layla and he said, you know, there's a good chance that we could see this fight happen. What happened with that? Was it, was there ever, was it ever really on the cards or was it something that um, was Yeah, no. We, like, obviously, with emotions high, just coming off the win and thinking I'm going to get the title shot. I, was, I went to sleep that night thinking I'm going to wake up with the title shot, thinking I'm going to be the middleweight champion the time this trilogy ends. But then we had a sit down with Graham and my team and they wanted me to stay at middleweight. I'm not a middleweight. I'm a welterweight. So I could have lied and said, yeah, yeah, I'll stay at middleweight to fought for the belt and then just fuck them around kind of thing. But I don't want to burn that bridge with cage warriors. They've been good to me. I'm not going to lie yeah. to them. So to, I just, I was honest with them. I said, look, I'm not, I'm not going to stay at middleweight. I wanted the fight. Jamie wanted the fight. But in a business idea and a smart idea, is it, it just didn't happen. Yeah. Guys, I just had a message through from our tech guy and he said, can we turn our phones to landscape because it zoomed us in a little bit more? Is that is that possible? Or is it not gonna... is, my, mine doesn't want to change. I don't know why. <laughs> All right, you're good. I, yeah, I, you might just leave it there. It's no problem. Um, right. we, can, we can still see you. <laughs> try and bring you a bit yeah. closer. There we go. That's worse, isn't it? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. I think I was just saying earlier. Last time me and Aaron did one of these it was a couple of years ago when uh, when he first he first sort of burst onto the scene and we started doing these and we we didn't have the the technology set up quite well as well back then and we used to have a a, a great deal of difficulty getting these done. So it was nice <laughs> to kind of get things smooth today. But you know it's it's great to kind of see that we worked the way up MMA UK and and you guys obviously fighting through from the start. So that, that's always cool. But um. Obviously, you said uh, you didn't want to mess Cage Warriors about. You you know, you agreed to stay at middleweight. Does that mean for you next, then you think you've got a title shot next? Because, you know, you've, you've beaten Jamie, who's got a middleweight shot. The two guys who beat you in the division was Ross Houston and um, Lahore. No. They, they both left now. Yeah. Is that, is that a shot for you next, do you think? Um, it looks like it could be, but you never know until it's in writing, until I'm in there. You never know. But then again, who else is there to have the, to give the shot to? I was looking at the rankings earlier on. Everyone else above me or below, like just below me are all signed by different promotions. So th I don't think there's anyone else to give the shot to, apart from me. And I was yeah. thinking about that Lahore match. I did have a look at his, his social medias and stuff because I, I reckon I can't beat him. And um, But he's signed with PFL now, isn't he? So that's yeah. obviously not going to happen. Yeah, but well, so I reckon that title fight should be mine. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people are calling for it. I know Ben was obviously leading the charge, throwing the tweets around. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people want you to get that shot. And I mean, was it hard for you bouncing back to this one? Because, you know, you took that submission loss to Lahore last time. I think a lot of people probably didn't expect that for him to pull out of the bag with a submission. Mm. It, was, it, was, it, was there any sort of thoughts of, 
nervousness coming into this one or was it just business as usual? No, no, we, if anything, this was better. This is the best camp I've had. This is the best, stronger, the strongest mentality I've had going into a fight. Like we were backstage watching um, Adam Singer and Hingat fight and I just couldn't wait to get in there. I was like yeah. stood there, like not nervous, not anxious, anything, just couldn't wait to get in there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Lahore got me with that weird kind of modified guillotine. I stole that from him. I've been using it in training a lot. <laughs> so yeah, I can't wait to, to serve someone with that and be like, oh, I stole that from you. Yeah. I don't think we spoke to you since that one. That was like a kind of a, a trade-off, wasn't it? Of you, Him trying to sub you, you trying to sub him back and forth until obviously you got the sub. But like you said, it's, it's one of those things that the old saying, uh, win or learn. And I guess, you know, you've shown you, you've definitely learned after that one. So yeah. Uh, and not only that, but you're you're really are star, a stalwart in this division now. You've you fought with Cage Warriors for a long time. I think the majority of your fights are with Cage Warriors. So I, I mean, for for me, I don't know if there's really many more deserving people for that belt. There, uh, obviously, if, if Mason vacates now, than than yourself, which you you would obviously think he would want to kind of leave it now after that and, and move on yeah, to the US. But he'll probably get signed up when he's double champ. It'd be it'd be it'd be weird if he didn't get signed up. Yeah, you definitely think that. Um, but I know you, you said about you can't, but I want to sort of swing this one back to Ben because, you know, what, what I've seen sort of the training in South Wales the last couple of months is that there's been a lot of different guys getting ready for this trilogy car. We've had Mason, uh, we've had you two guys. Um, obviously, Liu Long has been preparing to go to Bellator as well. What, ben, what's it been like sort of being in that environment? Because I know you kind of go, you, you kind of gone back and forth the gyms a little bit. You, I've seen you down there on the pictures. What's it been like being in there with all you guys pushing together to get the same goal and win these fights. Yeah, to be honest, it's been great. I think now more than ever, there's a real emphasis on the boys pushing together. Um, I think uh, outside of the math academy, I spent most of my time uh, in terms of individuals with Mason um, Mason Jones and Aiden James. Um, and it's just so crucial to get like those different looks. But then um, inside the math academy, it's just like Lou by nature is very laid back and He'll, he'll cover all the areas, but not so much in a formal manner, whereas some of the boys now are a little bit more OCD and we have a bit more of a plan in place. <laughs> yeah. And it's literally just led from strength to strength. Now we pretty much know what we're doing um, every session of the week at the start of the week. Um, everyone's got to say if we feel like there's something we're missing out on, someone will chirp in with something. And I think it's really, well, obviously it showed with Aaron. It's definitely going to show with, um, with Lou on Thursday. And as soon as uh, the shows are back, um, I think it's really going to show with a lot of the amateur guys we got on the scene as well. Yeah. How, how has Liu been looking? Obviously, he's got a big fight coming up against uh, D'Amelio. Always a big fight, obviously, with him now being on Bellator. But is, is he sort of up for this one, do you think? Yeah, yeah mate. 100%. He's, yeah, he's, he honestly, mate, he's, he's such a handful. Um, not to talk too much about what goes on in training and stuff, but <laughs> we've never had anyone come to the gym and give Lou too many problems ever. Um, and I think for him now, he's he's in um he's in a state of mind where he's ready to go into the cage and show that on fight night. Um, and when he does, I think he's gonna hurt hurt this guy really badly. Yeah, definitely. We're looking forward to seeing Lou fight there. Got a question coming in for you, Ben, from Glenn Williams. You're saying you've had three fights cancelled and should sledge. be from the sledge yet. Um, uh, he's saying you should be in a position now. Um. We can call people out. If you could pick your next three fights, who who would be having the treatment off you next? Oh, I mean, that's a proper question. Shout out Glenn Fedus. Um, so 
if I was going to suppose the next three fights, it would be three of the people who just fought on the trilogy. So I'd have, you'd have obviously I'd, I'd be asking for the winners. So uh, Paul Hughes and Vesanich, um, and then flip a coin between um, Amiable and Aiden Stephen. Um, ideally, I want to beat them all. I don't really care too much about what order I do it in. Vukanic, like, obviously, pardon, Jordan Vukanic. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, his name. yeah. So, what well, those four? Um, another guy in the mix is James Hendon. Like, I've heard of him obviously when he yeah. beat he beat Kingsley Crawford, who I was signed to fight, and he beat Dares as well. So, he's someone who's in the mix, yeah. Um, so yeah, those five names, anyone, any one of those three would be would be great. Um, like they're, they're all not bad, but they're not they're not anything special. I didn't watch those fights and think. I wasn't overly impressed by any of them. Obviously, they're not bad. But um, I can definitely beat them. I just can't wait to do it now. They know well, Khabib. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say, because, you know, Paul Hughes, he put on a very, very impressive performance. How do you think you match up with someone like that who's, who's got that really strong grappling style and, you know, good striking as well? Throw him about. <laughs> yeah, throw him about. I think, I think um, Aiden Stephen did a really good job getting to the clinch. And he just did jack shit with it. Um, uh, I was surprised to be honest. Like when when Paul got on top, I thought that's the best he looked in, in the whole fight because we obviously Aiden's pretty dangerous off his back. Yeah. He showed like particularly he likes going for Kamora's like when he caught theirs. Um, to just say some of the positions Aiden got to, I know for a fact that if I'm in that position, Paul's landing on his head. Um, and then the striking, I really I don't think he did very much striking. He looked, I mean, obviously he's he's competent striking. He's striking. He looks like he throws with a lot of intent. But he didn't throw a great deal. Um, and he's just a smug little fucker, and he, like, he really is. Like, <laughs> some, of the, some of the facial expressions he pulls. Like when he, I, the one that stands out is when he knocked out that guy um, on the previous Cage Warrior show. He just like sticks his chin up and, yeah, yapping on about being this and that. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to testing him. Don't like, I know a lot of people say about testing himself. I'm not worried about testing myself. I really want to test him. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's going to. I mean, to be in all fairness to him, he's 6-0 now, so he's a little bit ahead of me. But um, I know it'll happen eventually, you know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to when it comes around. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's a big shout-out there. Uh, Aaron, is, is there any reason they call this guy the, the Welsh Khabib? Uh, can <laughs> can real secrets, but what happens in the training room stays in the training room. The guy's a monster <laughs> grappling. He's a, he's a real good wrestler, real strong. Once he gets hold of you, he's just stuck to you. <laughs> yeah, basically. and. I mean, Aaron, I, I know that question was for Ben there, but same question for you. I mean, obviously, wherever your next fight, whether it's for a belt or not, you know, you've, you've got wins over the top of the, the division now. You've beaten Proctor in the past. What what names are, is there for you next, do you think, whether, like you said, whether it is for the belt or not? I, I, I don't know, because I had a look at the rankings earlier, like I said. And I, everyone seems to be signed with other promotions, so I don't know, unless they pick someone from, like, a, a European circuit or something. I don't know who could be next, but I haven't got an idea who it could be. No, oh, fair play. I tell you what, any... Whoever it is, somebody tell them, don't let Aaron get anywhere near their neck. Oh, yeah. It's a wrap. Once I get a wrap, it's a wrap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Guys, we've got enemy fun who's asking for both of you. Do you get a hard on when Brad Wharton says, unbelievable to one of your fights? <laughs> every, every time without fail. <laughs> Big shout out to Brad Wharton there. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Peter Knox is saying, 
if you could change one rule in MMA, what would you change and why? Uh, I come, Aaron, I come to you with that one. Any ideas on that one? Knees to the head to a downed opponent. Okay. I think, I think they, they should stick. One rule. If they have to choose one, yeah, it'd be that. Knees to the head. It, it, it finished fights way more. You imagine getting north-south and just drilling knees into someone's head. Fight be over. Yeah. Is that, is that necessarily a good thing, though? Like, if we just going to see guys get finished quickly with those knees to the head or is it is it just all part it of the stop stalling it stops stalling the ground a lot because yeah I, I don't know about other people but on my back i'm i got long limbs and i can knee someone from the head from my back pretty easy <laughs> so yeah mm. it just add another tool to the arsenal ben any any ideas if you could change anything um that would be my first choice as well but my second choice would be i'd allow headbutts <laughs> um, I, would. I think it's legitimate like, I don't see how using your forehead is worse than using your shin um, and I think it really changes the the whole dimensions of being in someone's guard because um, obviously you say if, you're, if your posture is broken you can use your head um, so yeah I, I'd go for that plus I got a head like rock as well so it wouldn't work in my favour yeah there we go that's, that's two good shots actually um Katie Hunter is saying she loves your wallpaper. I don't know if she's I don't know if she's been seeing it or taking the piss, but uh, I've just moved into this room I have, so it's, <laughs> it's not mine, it's whoever it was previously. <laughs> yeah. I might keep it though, it's nice. I like it as well. <laughs> guys, I want to ask well, like like we spoke about a little earlier that you know we've got all these guys pushing together now. Um two other guys who you train with quite regularly was on the cards. You had obviously Mason Jones. I want to speak a little bit about him. Um where you are first, you know he's he stepped up to welterweight. He beat a, a much bigger guy in Aaron Proctor. What what was it like to sort of see him do that and be around him this camp and, and watch him put a guy like Proctor away who was much bigger? Amazing. He did the perfect game plan. He slipped Proctor's jab well, caught, counted him well. Um, I knew it was going to be a TKO. I didn't know it would be that early, though. Just just how their styles are. Proctor's a very good martial artist, but he's not a fighter. He doesn't like people up in his face. Where Mason's both. He's a martial artist and he's a fighter. He's going to get up in your face. He's going to make it dirty. He kept in the boxing range, which was perfect. Um, I was buzzing for him as soon as he dropped that first, when he dropped in the first time. I, I almost lost my shit because I thought this fight was going to stop. <laughs> and he got back up and got dropped again. I was like, oh, it's over now. It's definitely over. Mac let it go on a bit. It wasn't Yeah, but I'd let it go on a bit longer yeah, than yeah. I, I thought it was going to go on. But makes Mason's a handful at lightweight and he, like he showed a, a welterweight. He, he didn't, he looked outsized and height-wise, but Mason looked thick in there as well. He looked powerful. Yeah. Back down to lightweight, do you think, for him, Ben, now? If he goes to the cage, if he goes from cage wars to UFC? Oh, yeah. yeah, 100%. I think, I think that win does so much for him. Obviously, like the, the two titles, but just having the guts to fight somebody who's clearly that much bigger and then to break him the way that he did is sort of like he's he's ticked that box. Um, he's he's, he's got to get signed, and when he does, he should be in his in his correct weight class, which is obviously lightweight. Yeah, but um, yeah, like I, I was I was so happy for him. He's like you say, he's a martial artist, but he's a fighter as well. Um, and he did. I think I thought he was going to break Proctor, but I didn't realize it would be that early. Um, I was surprised yeah, at the size difference. Oh, I was, was, I, it was huge. I didn't realize how much bigger. Yeah. Hey, Proctor's the markdown is 5'10". I was looking at the topology <laughs> of the card. He's 5'10". And I was like, no way is this guy 5'10". I'm six foot. He's taller than me. Yeah, he's <laughs> like 6'2". He's like 6'2", at least, I think. And he's, well, yeah, yeah, at least he's got it. He's sneaky. <laughs> yeah. 
And the other guy um, who thought you guys treat know quite well that uh, Aaron was uh, Craig White. Now Craig obviously he took the loss to James Webb and he I think he retired in the cage. Uh, what, what what's your thoughts on on Craig's retirement? Obviously he's a guy who's he's been up to the UFC, fought in cage wise a long time. What 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 do you make of Craig uh, uh, leaving his gloves in the cage there? He's done it all, haven't he? For someone who didn't think he was going to get far in the sport, he's done it all. He, he... He was on a good win streak in cage rise. He got signed by UFC. I mean, he, he's done all he can. He's ticked all the boxes, really. So I don't think there's much more for him to do. I don't think he, I think he realizes he can't get back to the UFC, which is sad to say, really. But he's done it all, haven't he? Any, any disappointment? I'll send, like I said, you've trained with him. He does, a, he does quite a bit down the Mart Academy. Is there any sort of sadness to see him leaving it there? Or you yeah, kind of happy that? I'd rather him yeah. retire on a happy note or on a win, but he fought a tough boy in James Webb as well, didn't he? At middleweight as well. I don't think um, he's big, he's big enough for a middleweight. He's he's definitely he's huge, isn't he, for a welterweight, but not yeah. for a middleweight. But yeah, it would have been nice to see him come off a win and then retire. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, big shout out to Craig White as well. It'd be be great to maybe get him on one of these shows soon and and sort of let him. Let him have a final speech. We've done a lot of work with him, yeah. but I mean, yeah, he's like you said, he's done it all, been to the UFC, fought some of the, some absolute legends in the sport. So yeah, big shout out to Craig White and, and all the best with the retirement there. Um, but but from sort of one scale to the other, we go from a guy who's retired to a guy like Ben who's you know just starting out. I mean, but for people who don't know you so well, Ben, what what, what got you into martial arts? Because you've you've sort of you've been around for a little while, but I only really came to know you. About this time last year, when you fought Scott Pedersen, I think it was the the Battle of Porth Core, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so my grandfather was a professional boxer, um, and then my uncle was a professional rugby player. So literally, growing up, I sort of had a hand in each box, so to speak, um, where I would do a lot of boxing training, but then I wouldn't compete too much because I'd be playing rugby at a decent level as well. Um, and that sort of carried on literally all through my teenage years. Um, and I wasn't fully committed to either. I, w- I was committed in the sense that I never missed training or anything, but I didn't have a, like, a tremendous passion for either. It was just something that I did because I knew people who did it to a high level. Um, mm-hmm. And then I sort of stumbled on MMA. And then literally from session one, I was like, right, this is this is proper. Mm-hmm. Um, just because in boxing, obviously, it's so much, so much relies on range. And I'm naturally stocky. So I'd be fighting at 69K for an amateur boxing fight, fighting someone who's like 6'2 and I'm 5'8. And it would just be so frustrating because I'm just thinking to myself, I'm so much thicker than these guys. If I grab them, they're fucked. I don't know why I thought that because I couldn't grapple at the time. <laughs> but, um, but then, yeah, so I picked up MMA and literally just took to it straight away. Um, so at that age, I would have been 21, I think. Um, I was in uni and then I moved back to Wales. Um, I was friends with Josh Ellis at the time. That's it at the time. Still friends with Josh Ellis, but I was <laughs> friends with him then. Um, and I knew he trained at the Mat Academy. So I literally Googled all the gyms in Wales. Um, and then messaged Josh, messaged Lou. And that was all she wrote. I've been there ever since. Yeah. I see. It's, a, it's a very close-knit team over there. What, what was it like to be a part of that gym, uh, Ben? Um, it's, the reason the reason we're tight is because we're still relatively small. It's because <laughs> Lou and Wayne are savage. A lot of a lot of people can't 
keep up with the intensity of the training. Um, and the banter. And the banter, <laughs> the banter's ruthless. Um, I can't say a lot of what gets said in the gym, but um, it, um, it's good. But, but all, all that aside, there's just a massive MMA element to everything. So whether it's a Muay Thai session, Jiu-Jitsu, wrestling, there's always that emphasis of MMA. And I think that's why the MMA team in particular is doing so well. But obviously, if you like, if you speak to um to any any martial arts gyms, the reason that they're big is because there's a big emphasis on the commercial side. So yeah. making it a, like lighter sessions, doing a lot of like friendlier classes. Whereas with us, I mean, sometimes people are people are coming to the gym for a certain class, and there's just the boys are wrecked. They're on the floor. There's blood everywhere. <laughs> it's just part and parcel of the training. But that's the reason that we win. Yeah, is, do you agree um, that? Is that is that something you think is you know, that kind of, you know, head-on training is why, why you're all doing so well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was that for me? Yeah, for you. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I mean, we, as a team, we have grown a lot this year. Like, and the, the fighters especially, because we're all so close together. And we're constantly in there every day with each other. It, 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 is, it is good. Uh, we got a question for you, Aaron, from Peter Knox, who's saying, um, what's your thoughts on Houston joining Bellator instead of waiting for the UFC? And uh, do you think he'll beat MVP? Uh, thoughts on it? I haven't really got given in that thought. I, didn't, I haven't thought about him choosing Bellator over UFC. But, uh, yeah, I think he can beat uh, MVP. He's got the perfect style to beat him. He's not gonna. He's not gonna stand around and flinch and be scared to engage with like most of MVP's opponents. It's a big ass though, because MVP does make people flinch. Yeah. But Houston's gonna go in there. He's got a lot of, so you could call it pressure. He's got a lot of eyes watching him because he's undefeated. He was the Cage Warriors champion, and now he's gone over to there. So he's gonna have a lot of eyes watching him. He knows this, and he's gonna he's gonna put it on MVP. It's a big, it's a huge fight for Houston, and it's the, they're fighting in Paris, isn't they? Yeah, yeah, I think it's the yeah. main event. Oh. Again, that's going to be a, a lot of eyes on that, considering it's the first event in Paris. Yeah. I think as well, it's, it's kind of the toss-off, is it? Like, you got, you, you know, if you maybe you would have defended again, you might have gone to the UFC and, you know, fought in, obviously, the, the better league, but you would have been starting off at the entry level with, obviously, signing for Bellator. He's, he's, he's gone in and he's literally the top right the deep end, yeah. So it's... I suppose it's that that fifty fifty thing is is what you rather and I mean I, I to be honest I don't blame him like it's a, it's going to be a big show I I think they might even be having a, a crowd in Paris as well for that one so I mean Amazing. not too bad I mean for, for you are and obviously a guy you're sitting at the top of the division now you've you've beaten a lot of guys for for you which do you see as your future would you you know if say let's just say you win another couple of fights in Cage Warriors would you prefer to go to UFC or would you be more inclined to take like a bigger fight in a in a place like Bellator? Um, well, first off, I want to win the title. I want to get to the top of this division, yeah. conquer conquer Kedroy's division, and then once I do that, whoever comes knocking first, really. But obviously, the UFC is the main goal. That's that's the big shows in there. That's the Premier League of MMA. So that's where I want to go. Yeah, no, Ben. I know, like I said, you're you're even kind of. Further down the ladder than I, you're still only two and zero. What what what's your sort of aims for the for the near future in your MMA career? Um, to be honest, I I don't really have any aims. I literally just like fight, um, <laughs> and then it just so happens that a byproduct of winning fights means that you tend to get offers. I never really thought about going pro. Yeah. Um, you I didn't even want to fight. Now. 
yeah, he had to get talked done. into his first fight. <laughs> Literally, my um, like my motivation for training was we have a we have a story in the family of my uncle getting into a fight with a couple of boys, and then my grandfather got a call, so we went down to meet the boys. Yeah. And then being a professional boxer, and then not knowing too much, he went through them quite a bit. <laughs> so um, like growing up, I was like, right, I need to have a certain level of knowledge that if ever I'm in that position, I'm able to do that. Mm. Um, and when I started training, it was the same thing. I was just like, yeah, I just want to be able to do something along those lines. Um, so then, yeah, I started fighting because Lou said, Lou basically said, look, you're good enough to be fighting. And if you want to fight, you're going to fight. So I said, yeah, okay, we'll do it. Um, and then just a byproduct of winning was turning pro. And I think a byproduct of winning the next, say, five fights will probably mean a Cage Warriors title shot. And then when I win that, I can just do whatever. Um, but yeah, in terms of aims, I don't, I don't massively care. Because um, at the end of the day, it's just fight promotions. And they just, the only thing they care about is how many people are paying to watch you. Um, so I don't really care about them either. It's just, I'll just enjoy fighting. Yeah, no, I mean, you're in a great place for now because that, the division you're in is absolutely stacked. You, you said some of the names earlier. There's not actually you know beasts in that in that division so to see you match up against them is is definitely going to be exciting especially for all the welsh fans because it's it really is a growing sport in mma uh, mma in wales now i mean do you guys kind of feel that the, the support you get that is, is growing around you yeah yeah definitely especially with all the all the fighters coming out of wales now hitting the big shows like you've got mason double champ you've got lou in bellator you've got jack shaw over in ufc brett johns over in ufc so it's just as as a country we are just growing into the MMA world where normally people think of Wales they think of rugby they think of football but now they're going to start to think of MMA as well yeah likewise yeah. I think to say as soon as you have a few guys doing well and we've got more than a few guys doing well it just grows like I'm really lucky as well um I've got quite a big following like I said a few a few hundred tickets every time easy anyway mm. um and say there's just every time you win it gets bigger and bigger so and it's some of the um some of the guys coming through like shout out uh, Ethan Silver who trains with us at the mat um, like people like him who are coming through the ranks are just going to take it to another level entirely I think yeah, yeah we've well, yeah. we got a whole whole bunch of young kids coming through that are just like would wipe the floor of any of us when, once they once they reach that certain <laughs> age they're gonna, <laughs> it's going to change everything dramatically yeah no, it's good to hear these guys coming through um, it, it Speaking of big shows, Ben, you mentioned it there. What was the experience like with the Cage Warriors trilogy? Obviously, it's it's a strange time. We've not had any local MMA shows for for a good few months since lockdown started. Obviously, the last one was when Mason took the lightweight title up in Manchester back in March. What what was the process like? I know you had to go obviously through a bit of quarantine and a bit of lockdown. Uh, what what was that whole process like for you? And 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 then not be able to fight at the end as well. Um. So the the fact that the fact that we knew that the fight was off is what made it difficult. Um, I think if it hadn't been for that, there would have been water off a duck's back. Like it was, it was twenty four hours in a hotel room. I was with my brother, um, so we were just watching The Last Kingdom on Netflix, and yeah, we could have done another few days easy because we were well into that. Um, <laughs> it was just the fact that I knew there was a a decent chance, well, more than a decent chance that I wasn't going to be fighting. Like there was yeah. a very small chance that I would be, so that was playing on my mind. But if it hadn't have been for that, it would, it's it's easy, I think. There's been so many examples of people having to do some really drastic things to be able to fight. Someone says, look, you've got to stay in a hotel room and then you've got to stay in a bubble for, what, two, three days? I mean, it's nothing in there. Yeah. 
So was there, just to catch back on that, Ben, quickly, was there any, obviously you, you went there knowing that Kingsley wasn't going to be fighting that weekend or on the Thursday even. Did yeah, they, was, there ever, was there ever any names thrown at you to say, like, you could potentially step into this fight or that fight? Or was it literally just, you know, come out, make weight and take your chance if anything happens? Um, I said I'd I'd sign to fight any of the featherweights. So if any of the featherweights dropped out at all, um, I'd fight any one of them. Um, that that includes the um the title fight as well, which a couple of people were yeah. tweeting about. I spoke to Graham about that. He said he was tempted, but <laughs> you say realistically, you can't have a guy who's two and zero fighting for the belt. It just yeah. it um it diminishes what the title's worth. So I I understand that. Like I said, look, you could have me fighting for it and just make me not eligible to win the belt. Um, but again, it doesn't doesn't really work. Um, and then there was a very short discussion based on like if a bantamweight would be willing to weigh in at one forty five, or if I'd be willing to weigh in at one fifty five. But I was I wasn't very keen for either of that. I feel like there's a massive asterisk next to it. Like yeah. if I beat the bantamweight, um, and I say it's not just it's not just a bantamweight. It's a bantamweight who's scheduled to make bantamweight weight that week. So there's a big difference between giving someone six weeks notice and they can they can like adjust their weight accordingly and then them finding out that week. Like I mean, you saw the size difference between Mason and Proctor. Yeah. And that's with Mason having eight weeks notice. Um and then my um to be honest, my brother had a word with me on the way up and he was like, Look, if they offer you a lightweight, it doesn't really matter what lightweight. I think it's a dumb move that you're gonna want to take it just because you're gonna want to fight. But the reality of it is they're gonna have at least ten pounds on you. And probably more in the cage. Mm. It's like it's not it's not a professional decision. And then literally as soon as I got there, Wayne was on the phone saying the exact same thing. Um, that's Wayne Samway. So shout out Wayne because he came up with us and spent the week with us. Yeah, stayed in my room. Um, yeah, <laughs> so that was and that that was basically conversation over. Like once two or three people who you respect all tell you the same thing. Um, that's that's what I said to the cage where I was like, look, any featherweight, I don't care, but I'm I don't really want to be dabbling. Either fighting someone significantly smaller or fighting someone significantly bigger. Yeah. What when when are you plan on going back now? Because I know obviously Cage Royce is they they they're recognised by the government now, but I don't know if they've announced any show dates. When is it just as soon as possible for you? Uh, I think the plan's November. November. Yeah, is it? I think they're going to yeah. do another trilogy in November. Yeah. And that, Aaron, for you as well. What was what was the experience of the trilogy like for you? Obviously, you got a big win. Uh, uh, right good. The, um, the quarantine in the room was kind of annoying because I'd stay in a room and have the weight to, to be released from the room was driving me being insane. My weight cutting isn't the best thing. <laughs> and yeah, our room didn't really have good Wi-Fi either, which was annoying because we couldn't watch anything, we couldn't do anything. But once we let out well, once we let out our room, yeah, I liked the experience being around all the people who were fighting as well. It was like good atmosphere around the hotel because we were only allowed on two floors or three floors, I think it was. Uh, so we are constantly bumping into other fighters. My opponent, I bumped into him like three, four times. <laughs> and like all the fighters had breakfast together. It was it was really good. Like the atmosphere was good. You could tell. Even though everyone was going to be fighting each other, everyone was there respectfully, for with, um, like giving respect to each other as well. It was, yeah. it, was a, it was a good feeling. You seem to have a lot of respect with uh, Mick. Is that, is that the case? I have respect for anyone I'm fighting. Like, we all got the same goal, haven't we? Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, MMA women are asking both of you, any up-and-coming Welsh women we should look out for? Obviously, we've got Corey McKenna, who was the first woman just signed for the UFC. Uh, 
Yeah, any other guys that you know, you know of that we can watch out for, Aaron? Um, no, not I can think of the top of my head. Corey being the main one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Um, Steph. Um, I think she trains at Crispy's Claire. Oh, she yeah, was from Nails. Yeah. Um, yeah, she seems talented. She trains hard. Um, she um she commented on one. Like, I put up some random video during lockdown, like a fitness session we did. And then she replied telling me what she'd been doing. Let me feel like shit about myself because it sounded hard. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I think she's one to look out for. And obviously, congratulations to Corey as well. She's she's done awesome, and I hope the UFC goes really well for it. Yeah, and that's Steph Evans, I think, isn't it? She's uh, yeah, I think she's a little bit of very combat now as well. So big shout out to her. I know she's been on the show before. Um, but yeah, I think definitely want to try and get a few more Welsh women out there. I know we've we've got one in the UFC now. Hopefully, we we'll get a few more coming up in the future, but. Yeah, it's like Boys. it's like anything in it. The better the Corey does, and the better the step yeah. does, it just generates more and more, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, boys, I just want to say a big thank you for joining me tonight. Obviously, it's uh, I know it's it's quite short, and obviously we we got this one together, but always great to have you on, uh, Aaron. This this was a bit more successful than the last one we did, where I think we had no sound for the first twenty minutes. Yeah, this was <laughs> much better. <laughs> so thanks yeah, for having boys. us, though. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah no, thank you. And we we definitely look forward to seeing you soon and hopefully on that trilogy card in November. And uh, yeah, guys, everyone watching, please like this video, share and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we will see you all next time. Thank you, guys. Bye. Cheers, guys. Bye.